The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Exploding down the sideline. This is Hanging with the Boys, presented by Wingstop, where flavor gets its wings. Now, your hosts, Nate Newton, Kurt Daniels, Jesse Holly, and Shannon Gross. Welcome to the show. It's Friday, and it's hot. It's 99 degrees. No live shot of the plaza today. We're running a little behind, so uh, apologies for that. But it is 99 degrees outside today. It feels like 108. Hmm. Kurt Daniels, Jesse Holly, Shannon Gross live here in studio where it's probably, what do you think it is, 70, 69? Round number. I'm not gonna lie, it's a little nippy in here. It's a little chilly. I got the hoochie daddies on, and you know what I'm saying? I'm like, showing off them legs. I'm like, whoa. Old hamstring. And joining us live from Oxnard, California, the Hulkster. Nate, big, sexy Newton. What's up, Nate? It's 72 out there and feels like 72, man. You're looking good. How are you? Yes, it is. Well, yeah, they updated me. They say it's 77 and it's feeling like 77, man. I'm finna just go around the world, man, and y'all see the Cowboys way down there practicing. They running from me. Yeah, so I'm just who? having a great time. Who? Thank y'all for having me on the show, Absolutely. man. Absolutely. This is the best part yeah. of our show, man, when, most of the time, yeah. except whenever you're trying to show us your junk with your camera. But other than that. <laughs> oh, yeah, stop, oh, stop, Shannon, stop. Don't tell stop, on, Shannon. on air. Oh, I wasn't going to say that. God, not bad. My bad, Nate. Sorry. Oh, uh, anyway. Uh, wow. Who was that you, you were talking to? You have thinking I'm a maniac. <laughs> who was that you were talking to uh, before we went on the air? Who was that? Steve who? I, it was Steve Berline, my oh, old okay. teammate. He started, yes, he started our run. We, we went that year. Uh, he was the quarterback in our first playoff game against the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, but get, what we needed was win at the end of the year against the Philadelphia Eagles. And he won that game for us, him and Kevin Martin, with an 89-yard punt return. And so uh, we, that started our playoff run of about four or five or six years straight of uh, taking care of the NFC. So that was my boy Steve Berline. Yes, sir. All right. Well, let's just get into it. All anybody – in the national media, God. local media, all anyone has been talking about is <laughs> Trayvon Diggs telling Dak Prescott, shut your beep, beep up, yeah. right? Yeah. And everybody's making it a big deal. And I don't think, you know, LaShawn McCoy came out and said they don't respect him as a leader and no one talks to their quarterback like that. And Jesse, you tweeted out a video of, Troy talking about like Charles used to talk to everybody like that. Nate, you can you can jump in on that, but I I don't think it's that. I, honestly, I think it shows they can talk like that and then they can walk yeah walk off the field with their arms around each other and talk about the play and, and like to me, if anything, it shows you how close of a team they are. Like they they can talk like that, compete, and then be cool with each other after. You know, it wasn't like he was disrespecting Dak. To me, it was like. 
you and your friend going at it. You right. know, and you and you talk trash, and he's gonna get you sometimes. Sometimes you're gonna get him. They just happen to catch that one right there with the phone in their face. I'm sure that goes on all the time during practice, right? You want to go first, Nate? Or you want me to go? So, hey, go first, Jesse. Take your time because that is so foolish. Go ahead, on man. Yeah. Go ahead, on. answer the question. Yeah. It is one of those things where I get like right. Shady McCoy, he has to do things because he's he's now carved out a role for himself on that network and that and that and that space to be this troll type villain. So you gotta I, have an opinion. I get it. I get it. I, I'm 100. Okay. Okay, Shady, we get it. The part that that bothers me is when we talk about where we've become as a society and the people who are on the internet now who are living and dying with the things that a guy like Shady McCoy says, and it's not true. Shady McCoy also said that I played with Tom Brady and I played with Michael Vick and some other quarterbacks, and they would never. I, too, Shady McCoy, played with Tom Brady. No one as long as you for a couple for, for a cup of coffee, and yes, they do talk to Tom Brady like that. But guess what? He talks to them. He like talks that to too. them like that as well. Trash talkers are. It happens. If you are in any competitive sport, it's going to happen. That's just the nature of the beast. Now I said this time and time again. You can call me a b-word. You can tell me to shut up. You can tell me there's only one phrase or a group of words that you put together that'll get me to kind of go. All right, now this become a little bit more personal. When it comes to men in any competitive atmosphere, you can't offer me to your Johnson and Johnson. You can't tell me to suck bleepity bleep bleep bleep. That's when all bets are off. Now, teammate, brother, best friend. And you know, everybody's got everybody's got that word or that phrase that that's their like, okay. If you offer me. That, so that's yours, huh? If you offer me to your eggplant emoji, <laughs> I'm just telling you right now, I don't care how big, I don't care how small, I don't care how many years you got in, I don't care about none of that. If you offer me to the Johnson & Johnson, we have a problem. But if we're in practice, if we're in games, if we're in meetings, if we've if we've gotten it out the mud together and we have that relationship and you go, man, take your B.A. back to the huddle, it's nothing. Man, shut your B.A. up. It's nothing. I go back to the huddle. I might say, you know, say something to you a couple plays later. This thing has been blown so far out of proportion. And, and one of the things that you always try to stay away from in training camp, and especially the Dallas Cowboys, the distractions. Mm. Now Trayvon has to speak on this. Now Dak has to speak on this. And, and it's unfortunate. And I see why guys like Dak now pick days where he speaks and doesn't speak to the media. <coughs> Excuse me. Because you have situations where a couple weeks ago, they said Dak said he's not going to throw 10 interceptions. Didn't say that. No. Then you have this situation where this Trayvon Dick thing is going out of proportion, and it ain't even that. And then you wonder why guys are saying, you know what, dude? I'm done with the media. I'm done with having those conversations. And it's unfortunate because there are some things, as a former player, I want you to know what happens sometimes in the locker room because it is a, it is a unified bunch of dudes who have a great time. And we, yes, we use colorful choice language with one another. And it's been happening since the, the dawn of the day. So Nate, well, Nate, Nate's got the camera up. CeeDee Lamb's talking to the media there. But Nate, you, I, I, yeah. would, I would argue with anyone that you were a member of probably the best trash-talking locker room to ever exist in the NFL. You had Michael. You had Dion. You had Charles, which may be the – Charles still talks trash. Um, 
I mean, you had just who we were running down the list. I, I mean, Every guys Charles like Haley. Kevin Golgan and Stepnoski. Kevin and, I mean, and Kenny Gann and Ken Norton no, no. Jr. The guys that taught me, I'm fin- if you'll let me, I'll tell you the guys that talk hardcore North. Charles Haley, Kevin Golgan, myself, <laughs> maybe Kenny Gant when he get hyped. It wasn't a lot of guys that would go and just continuously cuss. And it was just on a few guys that would continuously cuss. But everybody on our team talked noise. And depending on what stage you was catching them after a late night, what you would get from those guys. <laughs> uh, I, thought, I thought when they first mentioned it to me, I thought that they had gotten into a physical confrontation and, and it grew ugly. But when they told me that, they, uh, that it was just what the words that you're like, okay, y'all, all right. Really? And I was getting ready to do a radio interview. I canceled the radio interview. If that's what you want to talk about, bro, y'all need some new content. <laughs> For real. So you <laughs> that, did, and that's just how I feel about it, man. So neither one of you guys, being in the locker room, being on the field, that's, it's not a big deal. It's just that, that to is, talk about the Cowboys, right? Yeah, it, that, that is so not even an issue. I, I'm telling you, I, I've, seen, I've seen fights happen on the field. And then guys get done and go in the locker room, yes. and everything is fine. Squash it, yeah. Like they're like that's just yes. the nature of the beast when you're talking about football. It happens. The tempers are flaring, right. and again, uh, Trayvon Diggs respects the hell out of Dak Prescott, and vice versa. Mm-hmm. But there's some days when you just like, you know what? I mean, we heard a story where where uh, 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 Coach Jimmy Johnson tells Michael Irvin, "Start a fight today. Start a fight." Go out there and start a fight. Don't worry about the – go and start a fight because we need the energy to be picked up. And a fight starts, the energy picked up, now everybody's ready to go. Practice is beautiful. It just happens, man. I, I, it sucked that this became a national story. Yeah, because nowadays there's microphones everywhere, phones, video, mm-hmm. whatever. Do you think the guys will tamper that down some? And nah. Is it a bad thing? No. No. No? No. No. These, these kids now are probably nah. like – Get louder, because then you get to go viral, and then your name's out there everywhere. Yeah. I, brand goes up. If I'm going to tell you to shut the bleep up, I'm going to tell you to shut the bleep up, and that's just what it is. Now, I, I don't curse. That's not my forte. But there were a time when I was playing where it, it, it just got that way. I was, I was talking to my best friend who played safety. Where he, he was a safety. I was a receiver in college. And the battles that he and I would go at and practice every day, he would hit me late. I would call him a B. He would call me a P. I mean, we would go back and forth, and then guess what? We leave and we carpool home, and everything would be fine. <laughs> who are the Who are the trash truckers? Trash truckers, trash talkers in your when you were the Cowboys? Man, uh, you got guys like uh, Ken Hamlin. If you ever been around Ken Hamlin, you know Ken Hamlin's going to talk trash. Marcus Spears. Uh, he talk trash. Spears talk trash. Jay Ratliff. Now, Jay Rattler talked, his trash talking was, yeah, yeah. it was a little bit dangerous. It was scary. Because <laughs> if Jay Rattler tell you he's going to F you up, you didn't know whether that was going to stay on the football field. Right. Because I've seen it go into the locker room and he's been with, anytime somebody will tell the owner that he'll F him up, that's a little bit different. That's a different type of dude right there. Um, but uh, Gerald Sensiball, Mike Jenkins, Orlando Skandrick, um, I mean, Patrick Creighton. Why is it all these little dudes that do all the trash? It's the Napoleon. It's the Napoleon <laughs> complex, right? Yeah. yeah. I, should, I, should, I shouldn't say right. Well, you haven't pointed right Sorry. at me. That's Sorry. Right. It's true. I mean, it's like it's like me. Nate, let's, let, let's ask Isaiah Standback. I, I played with Isaiah Standback. Let's ask Isaiah about trash talking on the field. Isaiah, who was the trash talkers when you, when you played? Oh, no. Uh-oh. 
We lost Nate. Uh, oh, well. His phone died. His phone. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, for, probably. Probably. Um, but, yeah, I mean, like me, being a small guy, you wouldn't know this because you've probably been the biggest guy in your class growing up. <laughs> the small guy, like, to avoid being picked on, you did one of two things. You either talk trash you, you, to get, you know, to, to, or, you, or you're funny. Right. So I learned how to try to be funny and talk trash, but talk trash in a way where people didn't feel like I was talking about them. They were laughing. They were laughing along with me, right? So, I mean, it's the same thing. When you're the little guy in the locker room, you, yeah. you're either funny or you got to poke your chest out a little bit. I hear Nate. I don't see it on the video. Yeah. Yeah. What's hey, up, Nate? What's Isaiah, stand back. Who is the, who is the trash talkers? When you play, who talk noise when you play? Um, Tell him he's live on the air. Go with with T.O., Pac-Man Jones, oh, yeah, T. O. Tate Johnson, Jay Ratliff. Um, who else we got? Yourself. Um, the backfield. Talk to Shard Choice. Oh yeah, two choice. Oh, yeah. Just guys, yeah. Yeah, a lot of them. Isaiah hey, what's trash? up? Say hi yeah. to Shannon, big dog. Y'all know who that guy is? Hey, what's up, T? That's Tyrus yeah. Smith. Look at Ty looking sexy. <laughs> Look at that beard. Was my, was my speech okay? Your speech was amazing. They need to hear it. Thank you, bro. They need to fight harder so y'all can just dance outside. Yeah. That's, that's my boy. Hey, he's been in the league since the league started, and he said he's going to play forever. Hey, wow. my boy said he's going to play forever. What speech did you give? Yeah. You, you talked to the team? Uh, I, I talked. Yeah, I talked to the offensive line. When? It's mainly to the guards and centers. Why, why don't you ever tell us this? Like, like you, you're very Nate, this is, the, this is the people show. That's what the people want to hear. Like, do it for the show, Yeah. Nate. Tell us what you did. What'd you do? I, I am. We already had so many hot topics that I thought that was so far down the list. Hey, Bones Fossil. Hold on a minute. I got Bones Fossil. Who's going to be the kicker, Coach? We'll see in about three weeks. We'll see in about three weeks. Okay, but both of them look good, right? Both look pretty good. Yeah, Young, but that, that guy from the USFL looking real good. You met Bones. Yeah, all right. You got a good eye for kicker time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Thank you, He's another funny dude. Thank you. He's been skinny right. his whole life. What's up, bro? He like he played Call of Duty out there with that yeah. headset on. They tell them, Mark. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, hey, hey. hey. But uh, I'm, I'm telling you. You, you, mm -hmm. you grabbing anybody else before we go to break? Or you want to go to break? Uh, nah, nah, y'all go to break, man. And, and hurry back because uh, there's right. a bunch of guys I had at the end of practice. I'm just going to walk up in their face. All right, well, we're going to go break. We're going to talk about <laughs> I want y'all to grade d -Ware's performance last night. Let's okay. talk about that. And then, Nate, it you, was you, great. You, it was great. You break down what, uh, what you told the offensive line. When we come back. Second segment of Hanging with the Boys. Hey, Cowboys fans, ready to spice up your next watch party? Bring Yokiero guacamole and be the game day hero. Yokiero means I want, and we know you want, great, fresh-tasting, ready-to-serve guacamole for your home-gating and tailgating events. Made with real avocados and the perfect blend of spices, it will be the star of any party. You can find us at your local Albertsons or Tom Thumb in the deli section. If you can't find it, talk to your store manager and tell them, Yo Quiero, Yo Quiero Guacamole. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with pregame sideline access and photo ops with current players, cheerleaders, and cowboy legends. You want to stay at a team hotel, attend the best tailgate party in Texas, tour the star, and talk X's and O's with me, Everson Walls, with Star Sports Tours, you can. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. I'm Dak Prescott, quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. Blockchain.com is one of the most trusted ways to buy, sell, and trade crypto. 
Whether you're always on the go or stay closer to home, blockchain.com is just a few taps away. Put the power of crypto in your pocket so no matter where you are, you can trade on your terms and build a crypto portfolio to fit your life. For crypto pros, rookies, and anyone in between, blockchain.com makes it easy to own a piece of the future. Blockchain.com, trusted by millions, trusted by America's team. SeatGeek has your back no matter what kind of fan you are. So whether you're a diehard fan or a don't-really-care fan, a we-got-em-next-time fan or we'll-never-win-again fan, a here-for-the-tailgate fan or a first-one-through-the-gates fan, SeatGeek not only makes buying and selling tickets easier than ever before, they made just about everything else easier, too. So whether you're a here-every-week fan or haven't been here in years fan, SeatGeek has you covered. Download the SeatGeek app today. SeatGeek, your ticket to great seats. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire. By famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady. Live only on Netflix. Back to hanging with the boys. Welcome back to the second segment of the show brought to you by blockchain.com every day and our show brought to you by Wingstop where flavor gets its wings, the proud partner and sponsor of Hanging with the Boys. They've been with us from the be- almost the beginning, yeah, haven't they? It's been a while. Yeah, we need to get some food back in this joint. Yeah, we do. When the season starts. Yeah, we'll get that going. All right, what you looking at, Nate? What, what's going on now? You said you were a little uh, man, upset. I wanted to get the quarterbacks with Coach McCarthy breaking the quarterbacks, but they got away before we could get back out of the break. But you see Coach McCarthy right there talking to Bones, Foster, and his family, and uh, the coaches and their families out. He's hugging everybody. He's he's PRing it right. He's you know he's doing it right, Jess. Oh, is it family? What freaky Mike? Is it family day today? Yeah, family. Day. Yeah, it's family. Yeah, yeah, because tomorrow they'll have the us. Uh, Scrimmage and that'll be on live. Uh, oh, tomorrow's being a scrimmage. Being back to the, uh, yes, tomorrow's. The I can't say what I so want to say. Be live. I don't want to get in trouble with the boss. You know how I feel about that scrimmage. Right. <laughs> the coverage of it. But. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> scrimmage is tomorrow. Aye, wow. All right. So Nate, yeah. tell us what 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 what's what what brought on this? Did you volunteer to talk to the O line? Did someone ask you to? How did this no, transpire? No, you know the you know the eating area. You know the eating area where we added. Then you got all the guys that are working the security and stuff like that, and the logistics of the camp uh-huh. is right before you go into the cafeteria for the for the workers and employees. Mm-hmm. And I was walking out, and Coach Delora was just looking at me. I'm like, Coach, you all right? Everything's good. It's always a great thing to see and he said no nah, man I want you to talk to my team and I'm like oh I want to talk to the football team <laughs> he's like no nah, to the old line he said I need you to do that I said okay cool I said I've never been in this room I said but I you know he said what are you going to he was trying I was like what do you want me to talk about he said anything but what I've been noticing on film is that our guards need to be a little bit more physical and stop and fight earlier to give our, t- our tackles a chance to uh, have space to dance with those defensive ends. So I said, I'm going to talk on fighting, coach. And uh, so I went in and introduced myself and told him who I was and that me and Coach Lara have been together on and off a, a lot of years. And so I told him how important it is to have a strong center guard combination so that the sooner you set up in the pocket, 
the better it is for our tackles to run around the outside. And I didn't do it long. It took me about a minute, minute and a half, you know, and, um, you know, said good things about Tyron and still, you know, because I'm saying that I told him that the guards were the most important people, the guards in the center, not so much the tackles. You know, so I had to say, hey, let our tackles be athletic because I put my foot in my mouth. But Tyron liked it that because he like, that's what I've been trying to tell him. He said, they need to, they need to step up so I can just run this boy around the outside and not give number 11 two ways to go. I was like, thanks, Tyron. Thanks. You know, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, hey. Hey, I love it, man, and uh, I'm just going to uh, get a close-up of the coach. I'm not going to get into that conversation because he's talking to some young ladies. But, uh, hey, that was the story. And, Jesse, uh, have you ever talked to the team? Are you going to talk to the team when you come out? Um, I always talk to the rookies. They always allow me to talk to the rookies. Um, I haven't talked to the receivers in a long time uh, since Coach Sherman was there. Uh, but, I mean, mm -hmm. yeah, well, I, I, would, I would love to. I, mean, I, I would love to impart some wisdom mm -hmm. uh, on the young fellas right. right there. Right, right. What's the – got some climbers here. Tell me when you're ready. Nate, what yeah. would you – if you talk to the – if you were to talk to the rookies – Nice hanging. At camp, the guys that are just stepping gotcha. on a pro field for the first time, what would you tell them? You want to go up? I would tell them this is the first thing I would tell them, Shannon. The quicker you realize that you're in Dallas – there's other markets that's bigger, but there's none, none more uh, vulnerable to the media than the Cowboys because they are always, it's always cameras for the Dallas Cowboys. And that's from our fans, that's from uh, uh, anybody. And I tell them quickly, and I know Jesse gets this across real well, be careful what you say, what you do, and especially where you do it at. That's my first thing. And then I start telling them the positives. But I want them to know off the bat that you're under the most scrutiny you'll ever be. I don't care if you went to USC. I don't care if you went to mm -hmm. Alabama, went to Bama. You are not going to face this type of scrutiny. You are a select few of a, of a select few. It's 1,500 guys, Jess, that's out there in the league, right? Yep, Am I correct? Roughly. But this 60 to 70 players are the most scrutinized players in the National Football League and probably in all of sports. And uh, when you do something, you will be called out if you are on that active roster and making a dent in this, in this, in this league. Can you imagine the media here is pretty – they're pretty – they're pretty – Easy going. Fair. Easy yeah, going. easy going. They're not like a market yeah. like New York. Like, can you imagine if the media uh, in Dallas was like they are in Philly or New York where they're just, like, going at you all the time? It, it would be like. Jerry would have you missing. Be like the Yankees. Yeah. Jerry would have you missing. He'd be like, hey, you know what? Next thing you know, he's take a road trip. He's and not don't on come the beat back. anymore, is he? <laughs> what happened to that guy? I don't know what happened to him. He's covering. He's covering. Uh, the Spurs now. I don't yeah, know. He's, <laughs> he's covering handball games <laughs> down in down in Rio, the Rio Grande Valley. But I mean, Jesse, you talk to the rookies, and I know you talk about this, and it's hard. It's hard to fathom. Going off what Nate said, when you're in this kind of a pressure cooker when it comes to like just being out in public and society, like if you go to a club or you go out, you can't trust anybody because you know, you, like. You being a practice squad guy, like that's. Well, I was an active rocker guy. I, as well. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. But, don't, don't, my bad. My bad. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. But I mean, I'm just talking about. If no, mess with you. Practice squad guys, they walk in a club and it's like 
all, you know, it doesn't have to be a Michael or Trayvon. Right. I mean, it can be, that's a Dallas Cowboy. And then all of a sudden, the tension shifts over there and the guys want to hang out with you and they're buying you drinks and shots. And then the girls start leaving the, the tables around your table and they start coming over. And I mean, you just really, like most of these guys, they have a, a small, small tribe of people that they trust, that they go do stuff with. And anybody that's outside of that, you just, you know, the sooner you can see them for what they are, the better off you're going to be. And how long does it take these young guys to figure that out? Uh, some, do they have to get burned a couple some of never, Some never do. I mean, some never do. I, I mean, and not to harp on a bad situation, but you look at a situation like Bossman Fat with his, with the murder situation that happened a year or so ago, right? And, and that's young players being in a situation where you forgot. You, you forgot for a moment in time that you're not just some random that your crew just isn't a random crew and that all eyes on you every time you walk into the building. But you allow that situation to almost completely derail not only your career, but your life. Mm. And, and that's one of the things I talk to the rookies about. I always tell them, I go, you know, who you hang around is, is paramount because when it goes down, especially if it goes down the bad way, the reporters, the media people, I don't care about your boy. Your name is going in the, what is it, the 12-inch bold uh, uh, headlines or 6-inch or whatever it is. Your name's going in there. We're not talking about the rest of the guys. We're talking about you. And then now you have to deal with that. And so all that, you know, that, that, that is a part of the situation. And I always tell them, you know, when, when they deal with the young ladies, like we always hear no means no. And I always tell those guys, you ain't that cute. That ain't her first time. Mm -hmm. It's just, it just the way that, you know, I remember tell, I told Deuce that, I told Mozzie that at the watch call. I said, you ain't that cute. That ain't her first time. They start laughing. I go, it's the truth. I go, think about all the people that are here in the DFW area, baseball, basketball, hockey, current, retired, just retired, all here. And you just got here a month ago? And you this is what you're competing against. You, you think the, 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 the number of dudes who've been here, the guys in your locker room, guys have been there five, six, seven, ten years. You just got here two months ago. You you see her in the club a couple times, you, you better check in the locker room first. <laughs> you better you better ask questions. Say, hey, I met this young oh, lady. You her name is her profile. Anybody know anything about that? Yeah. <laughs> because yeah. about five hands to go up. <laughs> And then the next question is, do about you like five her, right? Hands go up. And then if you if somebody likes her, then that's off limits, right? No, no. Well, if no, 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 no. You try to derail this dude from this girl. Ah, you. Let, let me say this right here. Let me let me say this right here. A young lady that puts herself out like that is looking for something. And don't you be that something, because nine times out of ten. It ain't marriage. It ain't marriage. You know, so, and, and I'm not, and not all young ladies are like that, and not all young ladies that go out and have a nice time are not like that. But there are a few, and they are catfishing, and don't you get caught. <laughs> and, and I also yes. remind the young players as I'm well. Just being I, I go, you know, we all, we all jump to this phone, and we want to post where we're at, and post what we're doing, and show our cars, and show our jewelry. I tell the guys all the time, I go, here's what I know about you. When the season starts, even training camp, I know where you are every Sunday for at least three hours. Mm -hmm. At least three hours. Yeah. At least three hours. So while you're showing your jewelry off and your cars off and you're showing place, things in your house and you're letting all these folks in, you know, into your home, most times, 
when there are robberies or home invasions or things come up missing from celebrities or the likes, it's an inside job. Mm. So be careful who you give the front door code to. Be careful who you let upstairs. Be careful who you just bring around no, what neighborhood you live in because people think because you have money or you have this cowboy mystique that you have a surplus. So, yeah, if I take your Rolex, he can get another one. If I take your chain, they can get another one. If we steal your rims, oh, they, no, that's, that's, that's Shannon Gross. He works for the Cowboys. He could just replace those things. And while some of that may be true, I don't want to have to replace my rims or my, my watch or my chain or my TVs or whatever it may be because you decided that you wanted to take from me. Be careful about all those things, man, you know, and be careful about you going out to certain places because they will set you up. It's a very fine line that you have to play when you get to this type of position. Everyone can't come to your crib. You damn sure shouldn't be going to everybody else's house. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes you gotta find that happy medium, you know. Hey, let's, let's, let's meet at a very popular hotel, right, where there's cameras. And if anything goes down, they can, they can see when I came in, they can see when I leave, because at times that, that may be the only thing that keeps you from a case of being guilty or being not guilty, or whatever it may be. So, you know, it's it's a very, very slippery slope. Um, you know, if you got you a nice little, you know, cinnamon apple, stick with it. But if not, just just be careful. It's it's a it's a wild it's a, it's a wild wild west. <laughs> be careful, coach. <laughs> All right, we're be gonna careful. we're gonna take another break, Nate. I want you to walk over to Coach McCarthy and Mr. Jones and just just ask them when Zach's gonna be back in camp so we can quit talking about it. Just walk over they, there and ask They're gone. You, they gone, oh, fellas. Okay. They well, gone. We'll ask them tomorrow. Sorry. Go, go in the lunchroom and ask them. All right, we'll be okay. right back. And we're going to talk about D-Ware, <laughs> and we're going to grade his performance on singing the national anthem when we come back the last segment. Great with the job, boys. D-Ware. Great job. Hey, Cowboys fans, ready to spice up your next watch party? Bring Yokiero guacamole and be the game day hero. Yokiero means I want, and we know you want, great, fresh-tasting, ready-to-serve guacamole for your home-gating and tailgating events. Made with real avocados and the perfect blend of spices, it will be the star of any party. You can find us at your local Albertsons or Tom Thumb in the deli section. If you can't find it, talk to your store manager and tell them, Yokiero, Yokiero guacamole. SeatGeek has your back no matter what kind of fan you are. So whether you're a diehard fan or a don't really care fan, a we got them next time fan or we'll never win again fan, a here for the tailgate fan or a first one through the gates fan, SeatGeek not only makes buying and selling tickets easier than ever before, they made just about everything else easier too. So whether you're a here every week fan or haven't been here in years fan, SeatGeek has you covered. Download the SeatGeek app today. SeatGeek, your ticket to great seats. I'm Dak Prescott, quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. Blockchain.com is one of the most trusted ways to buy, sell, and trade crypto. Whether you're always on the go or stay closer to home, Blockchain.com is just a few taps away. Put the power of crypto in your pocket so no matter where you are, you can trade on your terms and build a crypto portfolio to fit your life. For crypto pros, rookies, and anyone in between, Blockchain.com makes it easy to own a piece of the future. Blockchain.com, trusted by millions, trusted by America's team. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with pregame sideline access and photo ops with current players, cheerleaders, and cowboy legends. You want to stay at a team hotel, attend the best tailgate party in Texas, tour the star, and talk X's and O's with me, Everson Walls? With Star Sports Tours, you can. Visit CowboysTravel.com 
to book your travel package today. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Back to hanging with the boys. Welcome back to the show. The final segment is brought to you by Jigsaw, the Dallas Cowboys official dating app. And the show itself is brought to you by Wingstop, where flavor gets its wings. Shannon Gross, Jesse Holly, Kurt Daniels live in studio. Nate Newton live from training camp in Oxnard, California. And I got a call last night while I was at the gym, and it was a very excited Nate Newton Singing the praises of DeMarcus Ware, <laughs> singing the national anthem. And I didn't get to see it because I was at the gym, didn't even realize he was doing it. And then uh, I was like, man, he must have killed it because Nate was just like, boy, he nailed it. And, and, then, and then when I get in the car, I start flipping through social media while I'm waiting on my car to cool off. And people are just killing him, <laughs> killing the man about it, how bad it was. Now, I, did I think it was great? No. It was not Whitney Houston. And no, Super Bowl but you're talking about one of the best defensive ends to ever play the game yeah. that no one knew had any kind of talent at all, I'm sure, in the singing realm. One, just for him to have the cojones to do that mm-hmm. in front of a, what, well, they had probably 40, 50,000 people at that game. Millions watching. Right? And everybody on TV, one, just that, and yeah. hats off to D-Ware. But I thought he did decent. I thought he yeah. did good. I didn't think it was great. I didn't think it was as terrible as everybody made it out to be on social media. What do you think, Kurt? Well, the same. I mean, we were talking before, like, he, I mean, he doesn't have a professional singing voice, mm-hmm. but he got out there in front of all those people. He knew all the words. He made it all the way through that. You know, I've seen some really bad national anthems yeah. through the years, and I mean, that was that was good. That was fine. It was fine. Yeah, I mean, what do you no think, Jess? Yeah, I mean, fine. That's fine. <laughs> I mean, I would I would advise D. Where to make this a world tour situation, right? right? Like you done it, and then the meaning behind of it, yeah. right? That's that's Great the important job. part of it. Great, super job. Mm. Oh, Nate. Nate's having to he's having to hit mute because they're playing uh, music over the loudspeakers, and then we don't want to get any kind of yeah. copyright issues so he's just but you know the, the reason why he said he did it you know his late friend uh the late great Demaris Thomas mm-hmm. uh wide receiver for the Denver Broncos he said he and Demaris used to stand next to each other for every single national anthem and they would sing it together and so he said this was kind of a of a of a, of a salute and shout out to him as you know to doing it and so the meaning behind of it makes it even more special mm-hmm. despite whether you feel like he can carry a tune or not uh, that takes like you said that takes a lot of that takes a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of kahunas to get out there in front of millions of people watching. And a great pe- job. A state, a great job. Great job. Super job. Yep. As Nate said. <laughs> Nate, how do you feel about what DeMarcus wears? Was it, was it just fine? He, 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 he carried it in his own tune, in his own melody. He did it from his heart. I love it. It was a great job. Uh, hey, man, I, I love it when one of us, you know, a player, uh, go outside of his uh, – his uh, his zone and do things like that right there, Jesse. I mean, hey, I love it. I love it, Shannon. I love it, Kurt. 
You know, it's just like, hey, America the beautiful, baby, where you get a chance to do all things, and a lot of them you shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> you play with you play with D-Ware. Yes. You got any D-Ware stories or memories um, of D-Ware? Yeah, you know, you talk about – when you see these guys in the National Football League and, and they're these heroic figures mm-hmm. – Sometimes the person gets separated from the player. And as Hall of Fame, and this is not cliche talk. Like, this is legit. I have no reason to. D. Ware is as good as a person mm-hmm. as he was a player. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember, him, I remember him letting me in the parking lot drive his uh, Ferrari. Because I've never, I was like, I want to see what it is. He's like, you, you want to see? He just gives me the keys. And I'm like, go ahead. I'm like. You sure? He's like, yeah, go ahead. And he lets me drive his Ferrari in the parking lot, like, you know, do donuts and stuff like that, because I've never been in a Ferrari before. You know, stuff like that. Um, You know, D. Ware was one of the guys who, when I first came onto the team, you know, he came and sat down with me at the table and was like, bro, like, you're a part of this team now. We, we, I watched the show. You you deserve to be here. But don't sit by yourself over here. Don't alienate yourself. Come sit with the rest of us. And he said, and we had, you know, lunch and dinner. Um, When uh, I remember... He was, I still have him to this day. I, I need to get him put HOF on him now. But he signed a pair of cleats for me. He was going through his locker, and um, it, they're, they're black and pink pairs for the month of October. You know, NFL used to do uh, breast cancer. And he's like, hey, man, you want these cleats? And in my mind, I can't fit them, but I was going to give them away. And then he's like, I'm like, yeah, sure. And he, like, tossed them to me. And I'm like. I never really asked for autographs. I just didn't. We had moments of time in the season where, where we would have an autograph line, mm-hmm. go to the locker room, kind of get your stuff signed in. And he's like, yeah, you want me to sign them? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> and I, like, toss them back, and he signs them. Um, and, like, he's like, here you go. I didn't give those away. I kept them. I still have them to my, uh, uh, for myself. But it's just, it's just stuff like that, man, when you look at a guy like D-Ware. He was the first person I ever seen to have a black card. Right, the, the Amex black card, we were having dinner in Phoenix, and we always played the game, you know, uh, credit card roulette. Yep. Right? Everybody puts their credit card in the hat. Now, we're, it's 14 of us eating dinner. Mm. The bill is hefty. Right? And there's like, I'm, I'm like this with my credit card. I'm like, please, no. Please, I'm like, Lord, no. I should have never sat here with these people. I should have never sat here with these people, but please don't let this, don't let them pull my card to pay for this dinner. And he where it goes, I got it. And he puts, like, the card on the table, and it makes, like, ding, ding, ding. ding. Yeah. I said, what is that? And I looked. I was like, that's a black card. I was like, can I hold it? You know? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, they said that you have to kind of, like, spend a certain amount of money to do. He's like, yeah, I just bought a house with this card the other day. I was just like, oh. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And so, but that's the wear, man. Amex, Amex black card should be paying for dinner. For yeah, 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 yeah. But I mean, that that's the wear. And then you get on the football field, and yeah, and, and the thing that stood out to me about him from the, the first day that I met him uh, is when you talk to him, he's like the most humble, yeah. soft-spoken, oh, personable. Per- doesn't matter who you are, he's yep. going to get down on your level and talk to you. You know, like look you in the eye, talk to you. But then you see him on the field, and you're like, oh, my God, he's a beast. Yeah. Like, but he was, did he trash talk on the field? So is the, that was the first thing that stood out to you, Shannon? All right, where are you going with this? Where are you going with this, Nate? You're on mute. You say he got down on your level. <laughs> Stop. Stop. You know what I meant. I meant, like, look you in the eye. 
like nobody, you know, nobody was. You said that I knew it wasn't getting. I know. <laughs> nobody was, you know. Uh, sometimes they always say, "Don't meet your, don't meet your idols," right? Right. You, you get disappointed. Yeah. You get let down. There's a couple of guys that immediately stand out to me and that I've met around the building. Darren Woodson's one mm-hmm. that talks to you like, you know, like you know him. Like right. Whether you just met him or whatever, and ne- the next time he sees you, he'll remember you, and he'll be like, hey, how you been? I, I might not remember your name. Right. But, you know, and, and D-Ware's like that. Like, yep. it, it's been 10 years since you saw him. He's got that big smile with those dimples, and he's, you know, he's always just, he's just been a great, great human being, man. I'm so glad he got it. He should have been a first ballot. Yeah, man. for like, sure. That, I don't know how you justify that, but mm-hmm. anyway. So let me, let me give a quick shout out to Chuck Howley too. We've got a documentary coming out on him next week. Go. He is a, talk about deserving a sooner entry. He should have been in long ago. So it's great to see him, even though he's you know going through some illnesses and won't be there. But it's great for his family. They're so excited. We're excited about this documentary we put together. So it's, it's when's it come out, Kurt? Should be uh, on our uh, web channels, YouTube TV, Connected TV app, all that stuff on Thursday, next Thursday, I believe. And then it'll be uh, airing on the local, uh, on Channel 11 next Saturday. So it's been a fun project. Really good people we've talked to, good family, good friends, that kind of thing. So great to see him be be included. It's a long time coming. Yeah, good deal. Did you interview him? Uh, we did not interview Chuck Howley. He's in kind of later stages of dementia and just uh, unable to. He's not going to be at the ceremony. Just mm. His health is declining. But got to go to his hometown up in West Virginia. Got to meet with old friends, family, um, his son. It, it's, it's been a cool experience. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah, this, and it's the kind of person that D-Ware is. I, and I won't show you guys this, but the crew. Like I, I text him back in February when, when it all came down. And I just was sending my congratulations. And the first line that I said to him, I said, I wanted to wait till your phone kind of slowed down from buzzing to wish congratulations. And I said my piece. And then his response was just like, dude, out of all the congratulations coming my way, your ish hit a little different. Um, thanks for always being a true, uh, thanks for always being true, my brother. And I talked about some stories that I had about him. He said, I need to hear those one day over some drinks. Like that's D-Ware, like that, that's who he is. Like if you text him, like, He's going to text you back. And little old me, of all the people that text his phone, little old me, he responded to. And that's just trying to tell you the A-plus kind of person that D-Ware that D-Ware is. Mm -hmm. And, 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 you know, in the the last story I'll tell about D-Ware was the weight room story. And... And Nate, you've been around guys like, you know, Big E and, and, and you know, guys who can bench the house. And when you look at DeMarcus Ware, yes, he's a big yes, physical sir. dude. Um, but he wasn't like, he did, he, D. Ware is probably six foot three-ish, 260 pounds, whatever. And he would work out and lift with the offensive defense alignment, right? But the thing that I saw him do one day that I said, this dude is not human. As we were in there, we were power cleaning. And now most of the time, he has 315 pounds on the bar, power cleaning. Now, you power clean that, and you got to get up under that 315, that just ain't no easy feat to do. I don't care how big and strong you are. And I watched D-Ware get under that, no, no straps on his hand, no belt, no nothing. He gets underneath that 315, and he literally begins to do jumping jacks with it. He literally just <laughs> boom, 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 Dang. boom, with 315 <laughs> pounds. And I remember staring at him and saying, this dude is not from this world. <laughs> and he drops it and he walks off. And I go, what did I just watch? Wow. My whole life, first of all, I wouldn't even attempt it myself to grab 315 pounds of power clean. 
wouldn't even attempted it. Mm-hmm. And he just did 10 jumping jacks with it as if it was 11 pounds. That's when, that, that's when you can tell the difference between, yeah, all the rest of us are, are gifted. He's different. Yeah. And that's why he has that's a yellow that, jacket. That's that Alabama country shit. Yeah, that, and that's why that's guys that. like him have, have yellow jackets. Guys like Big E have yellow jackets and stuff like that because, you know, you just – I mean, like, like Larry – sorry, not Big E, but Larry yeah. Allen have ye- uh, yellow jackets because they just – they're just built different. Mm-hmm. Nate, any parting words before we get out of here and head into the weekend? Hey, great show, fellas, and I, and I enjoyed it. And I'm just going to get off, and I'll be gone, man. Thank you all for having me once again. Both All of y'all be blessed today. Thank you all. All right, we'll see you on Tuesday, I guess, out from Oxnard, California. Jesse, good seeing you, man. Kurt, yes, sir. have a yes, great sir. weekend. You I too. think we're Tuesday, Thursday next week, aren't we? I think so. So Tuesday Are next you week. You're out there. Same time. Jesse I, I, I'll, may or may yeah, not yeah. be here Tuesday. It'll, it'll, I'll, I'll work myself. It'll work. It'll all work out. All right. Well, Tuesday I'll be here, but Thursday. Maybe Thursday. All right. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Thank y'all for joining us. Everybody have a great weekend. We'll see you next week on Hanging with the Boys. We out. Peace. I got your shirt on, Nate. This has been shirt. a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!